Welcome to Actors 2020 Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Keith, and today we have another very special guest picked out just for you. His name is Carlos Dillard. Finally, a name I can pronounce. Yay! So what Carlos is saying, pretty much if you've been listening to my podcast, you see that it's not just typical taking an acting class getting an agent, going on an audition to make money in this business and to become famous. You have an opportunity with all these new multimedia avenues to do it yourself. The times are changing. The traditional entertainment industry has changed as well. So like it or not, being traditionally trained in acting has become something of the past because of social media. Many people who've never had access to the entertainment industry now has it in their hands. Social media influencers are the new fresh faces in acting. Now, Carlos, he falls into this category, and we're going to see what he has to offer you. And here we go. Hello. Hello, Carlos. It's Johnny Keith from Actors 2020 Podcast. How are you? Hi, Johnny. I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing amazing. So I always do research on everybody before I call. And looking at your videos online without meeting you, I can say I absolutely love you. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. What videos did you watch? Probably all of them. You know, I first off saw that one. It's like, because, you know, most clips are like a minute. And there's this one with you, the priest, you know, and the rabbi. And it said eight minutes. I'm like, no way I'm watching eight minutes. Oh, my God. I watch every second of it. And there's just something about you that makes somebody laugh and that makes somebody happy. What is it about uh, you that? Honestly, I, everyone always asks that. And what it is, <laughs> honestly, is I've, I've been through foster care and I've literally lived a shitty life. Uh-huh. So when I became an adult, I was like, um, I was like, I said, forget it. I'm just going to really be myself and really just like put it all out there. And honestly, before I was 10 years old, I was raped, beaten, sodomized. I'd been to 36 foster homes. Wow. Um, so about time I was 14 and I was homeless, I had been through so much in life and I had seen so many dark things in life. And now every, every day, it's just like a gift to me. So that's what it really shows through my, my work is because I, I really am like that every day. I'm really just excited to just be living because there were things I've gone through where there were times I shouldn't really be living. So I think that, like you said, it really shines through my work when you just feel like this guy's honestly, genuinely happy all the time. Yeah, that definitely comes through. And you also put yourself through college, right? Yeah, so um, I put myself through college. So to give you your listeners a kind of a little bit of a rundown on me, uh, if they haven't gone through all of the videos like you have. They will. Um, After this interview, they will, for sure. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I was in foster care from the age of seven until about 10 to 11. And I was actually adopted by white people. It's very important. I always, uh, let people know, um, that I was adopted by Caucasians because they had a huge, um, just, they were just a huge influence in my life, especially when it came to education, the way to present yourself. But okay. that, unfortunately my adoption didn't go well. Uh, it had, it's the same story with a lot of adoptions and my mom ended up having three kids of her own after she adopted me and they had no kids of their own mm. before they adopted me, which is one of their reasons of adopting. But unfortunately my adoption ended up failing and my parents tried to send me back to the state and I ended up just leaving and I was on the streets for about two and a half years. I put myself through, I left school, my junior year of high school. Um, I had to get my GED. Once I got my GED, I was able to enroll myself into college. Uh, I worked like four jobs and I did my schooling and I met my husband while I was in college and the rest is kind of history. Wow. 
Wow, that's an amazing that's an amazing story wrapped up in two minutes. <laughs> yeah, wrapped up in a, literally two minutes. I am coming out with a little autobio about my time in foster care, so I don't delve in so much into what happened before my adoption because I want everyone to kind of go read it and check it out beforehand. But um, yeah, it's a lot happened before I was even 15 years old, so. I think that definitely gives me my encouragement to keep going, especially in this industry. Now, what made you want to even get into this uh, entertainment industry in the first place? Um, it was actually all by accident, if you believe it or not. I went to college for political science. Um, I wanted to become a lobbyist and lobby for foster kids. Okay. Um, that's still something that I want to do. Um, I've, I'm learning that I can use my platform that I'm building now to actually like speak out and voice and be a voice of all of those 500,000 foster kids that are in our nation. Wow. Um, but really, I fell into it with the Please Try My Atheist video. Uh, that video was my first viral video that happened. Um, I, had just, I had just started going into modeling. My agent was like, hey, there's this video. Uh, we know you're one of our members who smoke weed. So, um, and we live in Washington, so weed is legal here. So they were looking for an actor who smoked weed and who didn't mind discussing politics and religion. I was like, well, that, that sounds like me. I don't mind doing that. And that just skyrocketed, and I kept getting all of these different opportunities afterwards. And that kind of, I was between all the opportunities, I was working my corporate job, and I wasn't able to do all the opportunities and work full time. So it came to a point where I had to make the decision of to just do this entertainment full time, wow. or kind of stick with the traditional job. And my husband, he's very supportive. Um, he has a full time job with health insurance, so. Our bills get paid. We have health insurance, and my husband was like, "You're young. Go live your dreams. You have this opportunity. Go do it." Awesome. And by the way, that video has 6.7 million views. Yes, um, that's just on one platform. I think I know. total on all current platforms. Last time I checked with Cut, I think we're at like 78 million views on all platforms. Um, right. So was that was that a true character for you? Were you uh, there playing? Were you really an atheist at that point of that, or were you playing a character? No, so everything that's actually on cut.com, we're, uh, like is everything in the industry, we're contracted actors, but it's more on the line of reality TV. So you uh -huh. really play yourself. You really play yourself. Like, so they don't provide us with scripts or anything. Yeah. Um, that's, I am a conservative homosexual atheist. That's who I am. <laughs> um, that's, that's what those are my descriptors. Uh, that's what describes me. So, yeah, that's everything you saw in that video. It's true. It's, it's been exaggerated, of course, and edited for your entertainment. Right, but then you started quoting God. You just like, you know, God made God made dirt, but don't God don't make you hurt. You know, God made no, weed, no, I but think, <laughs> don't make you I bleed. Think that, I, I think that exact line was God made dirt, dirt don't hurt. God made oh, weed, yeah. weed don't make you bleed. Yeah, I'm um, going. He doesn't believe in God now. He's quoting God, but it was interesting. And it, it's, a couple of things were funny. One guy is that rabbi wouldn't put put the joint down. He just kept smoking it and smoking it and smoking it. Well, okay, so if you actually notice something, a lot of people don't notice in that video, the rabbi was not, he was kind of shaky when it came to interacting with the marijuana, I guess. I'm not Jewish, but I guess like there's in Jewish law, you can partake in festivities and it's really rude for someone to offer you something, right. but you cannot like actually start the festivities. Uh -huh. So he, if you if you notice in the video, he actually never lit the weed himself. He never lit it. And it was always him asking us, to light it for you. So that, if you go back true. and watch it, you're going to be like, no. he actually, he never lit the movie. He always asked us to light it for him. So that's why it was always in his hand because it just kept dying and we kept oh, having okay. to light it. <laughs> and the guy in the middle, he took one hit. That was it, right? Yes. Yeah, the, uh, the Catholic priest. Priest, you... yes. Um, Morel, Mr. Morel. 
But all your videos are just like, bam, even like your best of, you know, your acting thing, 340,000, you know, views. You know, you got the other one where you're doing Truth or Drink just on that one platform, 2 million views. Yeah, so I think that was my husband and I's Truth or Drink. Um, it was. We did. My husband and I, he's like I said, he's really supportive. He did uh, that. He does a lot of stuff for me. He actually did a divorce court with me too. <laughs> That's an acting job, right? Yes. The divorce okay. court is 100%. It's reality television. Okay. So they actually gave you an envelope full of cash in order to mm -hmm. appear on the, on the show, right? Yep. Both of us. An envelope full of cash right afterwards. Right. Did they pick you up and give you transportation to and from the set as well? Yeah. It was the first time. Like, we were looking from Seattle. Uh, I live in Seattle now. And they had like a little guy there that said Mr. Dillard or like, the Dillard. Uh, and then we got to go right back to the hotel and they gave us per diem for food. And I was like, this is really like an acting gig. It is. It is. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know other people who have done it. And I, so I kind of know the background. So has your last name always been Dillard or is that new? Just like, is it like 10 years, nine years ago? Uh, that's my husband's last name. So uh, we've been together for nine years. I didn't legally change my name until we legally got married four years ago. Okay. So I've been using uh, my husband's last name for the last okay. four years. Yeah. That's awesome. You guys are an awesome couple. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll let him know that you said that. So do you know a guy named Manny Quinn? Oh, Manny Quinn. I know a Manny, but I don't know if, I don't know the last name. I'm not sure. Because I noticed on your modeling portfolio, you have live Manny Quinn. <laughs> That's why I said that. <laughs> Tell me about that. How do you how do you get a gig like that? I was actually um, a live mannequin in Florida. It was this new technique. Um, I think YSL did it the first time, and then Kanye West did it the second time. I think on year two of Easy, where you just kind of stood there like a mannequin. Before I got into well, when I got into the entertainment industry, I started off modeling. Um, the modeling turned into commercial. Commercial turned into reality TV, which turned into viral videos, and where I am now. But the one the live mannequin gig was one of the first modeling gigs that I got in Florida, and we just sat there like like mannequins. And it's had people like come up and they could like touch the clothing and like see it and touch it, and we weren't allowed to talk to them, but it was a fun gig. <laughs> I always like looking at people's education and special skills. So tell me about your catwalk training. Oh, catwalk training. So I've actually been. I've actually been trained, specialized, trained, and when you have to like walk in sync with sea and do like it's kind of like step, it's kind of like stepping. Right. Um, if you're familiar with stepping, one foot in front of the other, right? Yeah. Well, in in Florida, the, there's this there's a black modeling guild, and um, they have this thing called stride. It's a mixture of being like ballroom in the gay community and and catwalk. Right. Uh, and it's just like it's just like it's, it's the catwalk because you have a lot of personality, so it's not just you walking down right. with a blank face and walking back. It's just like you walking down, striding, just like being very proud and doing some outrageous stuff. So yeah, it's a it's a mixture between ballroom and and catwalk. It's just like a perfect mixture. Right. So where did you get your cosmetology and makeup artist training from? Um. So I worked at Longcomb. Um. That was one of the jobs that I worked for when I was putting myself to college. And Longcomb has a uh, makeup artistry school. Um. And they send you once a month for one weekend, and you get your cosmetology license. Uh, you can get you get your makeup training. They do, of course, they they do highly, highly educational work on their products, but they cover like everybody else's products. And you just get your certification so you can work for the company and work in your state. Um, so yeah, that's something that I have, and it's actually been very beneficial because being a person of color in the industry, they you will never get a makeup artist, mm -hmm. or rarely get a you rarely get a makeup artist that can work with your skin and the makeup and the color. And especially if you saw my hair changed a lot when I first started uh, about two years ago, like I had dreads, I had afro, I had curly hair. So 
it was really hard for, to find a makeup artist or a cosmetologist to do my hair and my makeup. So it came in handy that I could do my own hair and makeup uh, whenever I whenever I do my sets. And I actually still I prefer to do my own hair and makeup, even if there is hair and makeup provided. I just prefer to do it myself because um, I do it every day, so I'm, I'm, I'm better at it. Right. So I noticed your resume has a lot of like commercial work, promotional work, print work, modeling, television, video. Uh, but I don't see any film work on there. Is, is that something that you're going to aspire to, to start doing some films? No, I don't like being anyone but myself. That's, That's awesome. something that I struggle with. Um, I, I can't act. I, I, I can't act. Um, I've taken acting classes. I'm good at acting, um, but it's just really hard for me to stay to a script. It's really hard for my person because my personality is so big. It's mm-hmm. hard for me to kind of damper that down and bring out another personality. Uh, it's something that I definitely work on every day because I do want to eventually. But I know me. I know personally. I probably will have my most success being myself, which is what I do. Like, would rather it be viral videos or rather it be reality TV. Um, I feel like that's my niche, uh, but I do love to challenge myself. So I do stand up comedy to kind of to get myself used to working on scripts. Really? Um, and to, yeah, actually, stand up comedy is the best way for me to learn scripts and to memorize stuff with, and to perform and not be myself. Right, um, and that's and so that's exactly that's, and that's exactly how you're going to break into it because someone's going to be in the audience. They're going to say, "Hey, I have this character that's actually pretty similar to you, and I want you to come do that part." And I see that a lot. That's why I was when I wrote you, I was like, I see a lot of like my counterparts on Instagram and on YouTube. They are they are crossing barriers where they they were an Instagram person or a YouTube person, but now they're on um, TV shows, but they're kind of playing characters that are their Instagram character. Yeah, because my number one actual podcast is two people who have 18, 19, 20,000 Instagram followers. I put them both on one show and they're just out there doing their own thing. And then when you wrote and you said that the industry is changing and that because of social media and you're absolutely right and the proof is in the pudding, all these actors I interview and all of a sudden I interview these Instagram people who have no credits and bam, it's the number one show. That's little. Well, that's what it, if you look at like big actors and you actually go to their social media, their social media is dead unless they're like huge, like Viola Davis. But if they're just like class DC, maybe even some B actors, their Instagrams are really just not there. Um, but the thing is, people love attention and money. I mean, attention equals money. And at the end of the day, if you can bring attention to whatever you're doing, you're probably going to get booked for that. And that's one of the things that. I kind of lean on whenever I'm doing auditions. I'm like, hey, I have a, I have like 20,000 people on YouTube. I have this many millions of views on this channel, and my face is really recognizable. Um, so that might help your product. Um, when I'm, what's the word? I'm with influencers, which is a whole new word compared to the average traditional actor. Mm-hmm. So, like, where do you see yourself, say, three to five years from now? Um, whenever anyone asks me what I see myself from three to five years, I always tell them I don't know because. Three to five years ago, I thought I was going to be this lobbyist. Um, I never knew that I would be in this industry doing this full time. So I don't know where I want, where I will be in three to five years, but I will know this. Um, I'm going to continue doing this full time. Um, it's it's finally, and this is like my, I'm going into my third year. I'm in the I'm in the black. <laughs> I'm I'm making money more than I'm spending money on headshots and, and such. So I see the potential. And honestly, I just want to keep my opportunities open. Um, I'm a huge believer in the universe and manifesting. Mm-hmm. I want, I eventually want, I, I think I, what I want to do is to have some type of like a late night show. I think yeah. that'll be exactly what my character is. I, 
I don't have to be someone fake. I can still be myself. I can still do comedy. I just think that my goal, my personal goal, is to have some type of late night show in the near future or in the, in the distant future. But I know that before I die on this earth, I will have a show that just kind of capulates everything that I do in one. Yeah, you could do that. You could definitely have your own talk show. I mean, your personality is off the charts. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, I, I've been up since 430 this morning. I just did a, I just did a NBC audition. They had a NBC audition for the last comic standing, and they did the audition here in Seattle. Um, so there was like 200 of us comedians all, and there was so much energy in the theater. Uh, so I, I'm still kind of like riding on that high energy. <laughs> how did it go? How did it feel? How did you perform? How do you feel you did? I'm used to doing auditions for commercials, for like TV shows and reality shows, but this was my first stand-up comedian uh, audition for like a stand-up show. And it was, it was similar, a lot of things, but a lot of things were different. So it was, it was very interesting to see for the first time. That's great. You're, you're happy for your friends instead of being that jealous person who's like oh, upset. See, well, no, I always hear the thing. So everyone's like, how are you so positive when other people beat you? And it's not that they beat you. It, just mm -hmm. wasn't, it wasn't your time and your time's going to come. But the thing is, the person who gets, rises to the top, they're always going to need openers. They're always going to need co-hosts. They're always going to need stars that are like just show up into their show. So I always like to build when it comes to like networking. I like to network across instead of trying to network up because the people who are in the industry doing the things you're doing, one of y'all are going to make it. So I'd rather just support you guys and know that you're on, I'm on your team. So when you do make it, maybe I can open up for your show. <laughs> right. Plus you're on tape somewhere and you never know who's going to see that tape going, that guy, I want that guy right there for this particular exactly. project. Exactly. That's, I'm just waiting. I'm just hoping that there's a casting director that just watches YouTube one day and just like, we need this guy. Who is he? Who is he? We need him. <laughs> <laughs> they just got to figure out how to reel you in, right? <laughs> right, right. That's why I just, 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 hey, just write, write a check. I'm there. <laughs> uh -huh. So if somebody was trying to be a social media influencer, what type of advice would you have for them? Keep creating content even if no one watches. I think that's the most important thing. I started after on after going on cut.com and having and not everyone will grow as fast as I've grown because I I've, I've gotten the exposure from cut.com but even so even so there are people who've been on cut.com longer than me who don't have as much as much exposure because they kind of just let cut take all the the content and they didn't create any of their own pure uh, new content so mm. I always tell everyone just create content if you have an idea do it even if it's not perfect. If you don't have a perfect camera, record on your iPhone. Right. Um, I recorded the first two years of my YouTube channel on my iPhone, and I got up to like 14,000 subscribers using an iPhone camera. Um, if your content is good enough or you're good enough, it doesn't matter uh, the format it comes through, whether it be HD, 4D, or like 720p. If it's funny, they're going to watch it. So don't let that stop you. So if anyone's trying to get into the social media world, just do it and put out content and be constant with your content. Uh, that's like kind of like my quote, constant with your content. Um, because like one person is going to be watching and they're going to be relying on you to post every day. They're going to be relying on you to give them that entertainment. And, it's, and honestly, our world is so short-minded, especially millennials, where if you're not posting every day, they will simply forget about you. That's <laughs> true. So literally, so they will simply forget. And I do it myself. If a page has not posted maybe a week or two or two weeks or a YouTube channel hasn't put up, I will kind of forget about it and I will stop looking for it. Um, so that would, be my, that would be my advice to anyone trying to get into the social media world. 
Right, because before we went from no access, now we have social media to all access. Exactly, and if you have all access 24 hours a day, just imagine the type of content that you have to see. And if you use Instagram, it's it's rare that you see the same video come up on your newsfeed. It's like the people out here are just, there's just so much content. So you have to compete with that just by bombarding your viewers, even if it's just one viewer, just bombard them with content. Mm-hmm. That's, just, that's exactly, every time I ask someone, especially somebody new today that's been successful, I or or anytime I ask, what do you have advice? Is exactly what you said. Create your own content. Get your own yeah. stuff out. There's no excuse. And that's and you hit a you hit a key point. Your own. Um, I made the mistake of working. I'm so happy that Cut gave me the bounce board that I the springboard that it did. But I made the mistake of signing over 100 percent of my content with no residuals, uh, with no like with no anything. So those videos that you see that are funny. I'm not getting paid for those. Like I got paid a couple hundred dollars. That's done. Um, I've learned now to renegotiate my contract. So mm-hmm. always need to go renegotiate your contract. Um, let's see. I'm just trying to give all the all the suggestions and own your content. Like if you can, if I could go back and say, hey, you don't have to pay me anything. I just want one percent of all the revenue that this video gets. I would go back and do that because some of those videos are not going to get any revenue. The videos like Freestyle Right Atheist are going to be on every platform for two years, and they made hundreds of thousand dollars after I only made a couple hundred. So, um, yeah, just always just try to own your content. If you can't own it 100%, see if you can get a little piece of it. Right. That was back then, but not today. Not today. <laughs> not today. I actually started a, um, a media company myself called Dillard Media. My uh-huh. husband and I run it. Uh, we actually have our own clients, so we have two clients that we produce podcasts for. That being said, I also represent myself. So it's a way to save taxes, it's a way to get a tax break, mm-hmm. um, my haircuts, my gas, everything that I'm exactly. doing to support my business. It's now tax re- uh, tax deductible. So that's also another way to owning your own content is to represent yourself. Wow. So if somebody wanted to be a part of that or find out more information, where would they go? Yeah. So you can reach out to um, Dillard Media if you wanted us to like produce anything for you. We produce podcasts. We produce music. Pretty much anything in the entertainment industry, you can reach out to us at Dillard Media and that's on Instagram. For anything else, if you want to like, reach out to me, I just go by Carlos Dillard on everything. That's another thing. Um, I didn't brand myself well in the beginning. I had like a different YouTube name. I had a different Instagram name. I had a different everything. Um, and I noticed when I changed all of my branding just to Carlos Dillard, is I just started to see the influx um, of people and followers. And then that's when the sponsorship started. Um, so definitely make sure that all of your um, all your platforms are cohesive under one name. Right. And that's Carlos with a K, not a C, a K. Carlos with a K, yes. Is there anything else that you want to promote, anything you're currently doing or you want to do? Anything else that you'd like to say before we wrap it up? Yeah. So, um, like I said, check me out on all my platforms, my YouTube, Instagram at Carlos Dillard. Um, I do have a podcast, two podcasts that I'm currently promoting. Um, if you guys, if anyone listens or watching, watches Game of Thrones, my husband and I have a podcast called Ghetto Thrones, where we give a ghetto like commentary of Game of Thrones. It's hilarious. Um, that's on iTunes and Spotify. And then we have our actual show that we started about a year ago called Kicking It with Chris and Carlos. That's available on all listening platforms that you find podcasts. Um, and that's that's like my baby. That's something like you said. I don't get paid for it. <laughs> I do it three times a week. I'm always constantly editing and doing all of these things to try to market it and. Um, that's my baby. So I, that's one thing that represents me the most right now. Um, and that's what I'm kind of pushing. But other than that, just like, just kind of like keep your eyes out for me because you're going to see me somewhere. You're going to see me somewhere and I'm going to be excited to entertain. That's awesome. Even your YouTube channel is Carlos Dillard. Yep. I didn't come up with a fancy name. It's just Carlos Dillard because I, it just kind of covers everything. I do some skit work. 
I do some stand-up comedy. Uh, Chris and I will do um, some mukbangs where we, like, eat food. Um, the next one that we're working on is we're doing a gourmet Dollar Tree run where we try to make, like, <laughs> a gourmet meal at the Dollar Tree. Um, so we do, like, all types of different things. So I just wanted to keep it just to Carlos Dillard so it just kind of covers who I am. That's good. You don't want to make it complicated. You got to keep it simple, silly. Keep it simple. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So seriously, I've never, ever heard of this gentleman. I've He submitted a while back and I actually didn't research him till today. This guy puts the fun in funny. If you have not seen this guy at all, you have to. I swear, my wife and I were laughing our butts off for 45 minutes. And she wants to come back and watch the rest of his stuff. So this guy's very, very... We have very, a lot of videos. He has awesome. a lot of videos to watch on YouTube. Awesome. So I appreciate you being my very special guest today, Carlos. I appreciate you taking your time out to speak with me. No problem, Johnny. I really appreciate you for accepting my email and accepting just like my voice in this, this industry in this thing called acting. Um, it's a wild ride, but I'm so excited to be on it. All right. Well, I'm going to put good, positive vibes out there for you. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Thanks, Johnny. Bye. See you later. That's Carlos Dillard, everyone. Let's give him a round of applause. So if you want to hear, find out more about Carlos, just go to his website. It's his name.com. So that's Carlos Dillard. Dot com K A R L O S Dillard D I L L A R D dot com, and you'll find a plethora of information about this fantastic, talented young man. So, season two is officially started. We took a little time off in between season one, and now season two is on full throttle. We have a lot of shows in the can, and they're not going to come out in any particular order. I have a team of editors now that are helping me out. We appreciate Eric D. Shepard's beautiful editing job of this particular episode. Thank you, Eric. We have a young 12-year-old beautiful young actress who had some hard times when she was young and now she is on her way to stardom. We still have Nina Rancel from Venezuela. Can't wait to get her story out there. We have the Australian girls. One lives there, one's here. We have local hire episodes from New Orleans and Little Rock, Arkansas. Two actors who live there who tell you how to get work exactly where you're at. We have a couple comedians, April and Carly, and somebody from Beirut, Lebanon, and Cairo, Egypt. So stay tuned. Also, check out our new YouTube channel. It's actor Johnny Keith, K-E-A-T-T-H. Go to YouTube and type in actor Johnny Keith to see all these episodes on YouTube. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Actors 2020 Podcast. I'm Johnny Keith, your host. Now we're going to end this episode like we end every episode with something called The Lesson. Because life is a bitch. Gee, really? Why don't you tell me something I don't already know? Cause everywhere I go, people tell me what to do. Hey, go to church, go to school, you treat me like a fool. Now, I don't need religion, culture, or class. You don't like that fact, well, you can kiss my ass. Yeah, I'm white and I rap. You got a problem with that? Loosen up. 
And don't be so tight, take it easy, E. We got the whole night, yes, I'm psyched. I'm ready to get the show on the road. I don't wanna stop, cause I just might explode. I'll tell you what, home slice, I'm twice as nice than any bad boy rapper called Vanilla Ice. My lesson, yeah, is hip. In case you didn't know what I'm here to inform you, I'm better than snow. I don't move off the dunk like these Michael J's, but I can hold my own. You hear what I say? Now listen, learn. Cause here comes the lesson. Lesson one. Everybody sit down, JK is gonna take you for a ride up town. Yo, this is the story of the Hollywood game. Choose your path careful, you're the only one to blame. Now when it comes to pot, crack, tweak, or blow, stick to the rules and just say no. Because you're young, you're eager, you want in the movies. Don't think you'll get there by giving up the booty. Cause I'll use you, abuse you, throw you out like trash. And then you'll discover that you're out of cash. Now your heart, your soul, is somewhere on the shelf. And you're walking through the streets now talking to yourself. The lesson. Well, you heard lesson one, it's time for lesson two. You have a choice, and the choice is up to you. I came to Hollywood to be a rich and famous star, but for now I'm waiting tables and I'm tending someone's bar. Pictures, classes, agents, where the hell does it all end? Every time I turn around, I'm starting over again. I finally got a break with a five line and under. My life was starting to roar like lightning and thunder. The phone rings, hello? I'm cast in a pilot. My life spun out of control just like an LA riot. I walked off the set, said to hell with this old man. The phone's not even ringing and my life is in the can. The lesson. Yeah, final lesson here, of course it's number three. Now remember, I'm an actor to be or not to be. When the going got tough, I climbed into the bottle. I'm back on my feet now, revving my throttle on the climb to the top. It's the same old games. Now I'm kicking ass and I'm taking some names. Clawing, scraping, screaming, that was a long, hard crawl. But it was all worth it, I'm a box office straw. Opportunity was there when I took it with a punch. Not now, baby, but let's do lunch. There's a big piece of pie and you should grab your portion. You can be like me enjoying fame and fortune. Boom! That's the lesson. Go and learn it. It's the lesson. Go and learn it. It's the lesson. Peace out. Thank you for tuning in to Actors 2020 Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Keith. Until the next episode, bye bye